0: Hi, this is Sasha Palladino, the creator and executive producer of Miles from Tomorrowland on Disney Junior, and you're listening to the Great Big Beautiful podcast. It is beautiful.
1: i never been to Disneyland. Affirmative. That was definitely an e-ticket. I can't believe all the new gadgets they've got now. Well, we didn't even have a
2: house
3: phone. not to mention laser discs, high-def TV.
2: You are listening to
0: The Great Big Beautiful Podcast. This week on the show...
1: have been in a parade in San Francisco with Mulan, and it's so funny because they stay in character. It's really scary <laughs> <laughs> because I'm literally, it's just me and her and the driver in the car. And I would be like, so are you cold? And she's like, no, I am a warrior woman. (laughs) I can handle this. I'm trained.
3: (laughs) You're serious, right? (laughs) Oh, my
0: God.
2: Here are your hosts, Jamie Green and Justin Connors. Welcome to the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. You can get us on Twitter, twitter.com slash theGBBpodcast. Facebook.com slash podcast. And I'm always excited to be able to put a name out there when it's somebody really cool that we're interviewing to see what the fan reaction fan, friend reaction is going to be um, about who we're having. And this week was no exception. Uh, Jamie, how excited are you?
0: I'm, I'm pretty excited. (laughs) I, I, I'm not going to go into the whole thing again, but you know, when we had Tony Bancroft on the show, I was, I was pretty excited because, um, Mulan is one of my favorite Disney animated movies and it's, um, it's really high up there. I don't know if my daughter has a favorite movie, but I think, I think Mulan would be really high up there. So that movie has a really special place in our heart and it was exciting, um, to talk to Tony when he came on the show um, and so this week, um, it was just a little bit of a little bit of a geek out. I had fanboy a little bit.
2: <laughs> and people, well, I mean, obviously you know you've clicked download, you know who's here. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Spoiler, <laughs> in spoiler. case you were like,
0: you know, you just wanted to keep it a big surprise. But uh, this week we've got Ming Na Wen on the show, who was the voice um, of, Mul- of Mulan, the yeah. speaking voice of Mulan, and obviously nowadays I think. More people probably recognize her as Agent Melinda May from uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
2: Exactly. And funny enough, and I'm a, probably an awful Disney fan for saying this, I actually didn't realize, like, I was a big fan of S.H.I.E.L.D. and watched it, and we were in, like, the second season a little bit, and Sarah, my wife, is like, you know she was Mulan, right? And <laughs> I'm just like, mind blown. No, I didn't.
0: i love being able to do that like it's usually like with my my daughter became this is totally random and off topic but it it just kind of reminded me she she was a she's a big fan of certain musicals Mm -hmm. and um relatively recently she really got into wicked listening to the the soundtrack in a big way and i think i kind of blew her mind when i told her that the the wicked witch was actually elsa because it was the same it's the same um the same voice so that kind of blew her mind
2: real people I know, right?
0: <laughs> um, but, yeah, so a lot of people don't obviously make that connection. I mean, Mulan was 98. It's right. you know coming up on, on 20 years, um, believe it or not. Uh, and, uh, you know, for better or for worse, a lot of voice actors don't really get the credit that they deserve. So I think a lot of people just don't necessarily know who did the voices to a lot of characters.
3: Right.
2: And something really cool about this interview is if you only know – Her from her character, Agent May. Um, She's (laughs) newsflash. She's completely different. Yeah, like she's like as different as different can be. No, not even. Not even. And I was watching her, Jamie, after we did because we recorded this interview previously, and I was watching the show uh, last week or whatever it was. And I was watching her acting and hearing how serious she was. And I was like, that is not the woman that we talked to. (laughs) You're like,
0: that's a great actress right there.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Well, you really get an appreciation when you see what her real personality is like. It's really cool.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just a, it's a, it's an amazing personality. And this was just so much fun to talk to her. And it's such a great, such a great interview. And I really hope you guys enjoy it.
2: All right. So we're going to play that for you right now. Hope you enjoy
0: So much for taking the time to talk with us today. Um, we're just gonna uh, cover a little bit of ground, um, and hopefully not take up too much of your time. But I, I would we would really be remiss if we didn't start with Mulan, and I'm sorry we have to start there because I'm sure you've been talking about this for years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so the legend the legend of uh, of Hua Mulan is incredibly well known in Chinese culture, um, and I'm just wondering before you were cast, um, how familiar with the story were you?
1: Um, I mean, I've read um you know several books on it, and the woman warrior and so i I knew about it, but um, I just didn't understand how Disney was going to present it because you know she she was a woman who was a young girl and joined the army and and I'm like, well, how do you turn this into a disney movie mm-hmm. um so I was uh you know really thrilled how how well they researched it and Um, was able to present it in a way where children would um, be inspired by her.
0: Do you, um, since then, I mean, when when Mulan came out, there was no such thing as, you know, the quote-unquote Disney princess um, franchise. And since then, she's sort of been lumped in with all the other Disney princesses, even though she's not really one of them, and she doesn't fit the mold. Um, Right. I, I mean... I have my own feelings on that, but I mean, I'm wondering, do you, have you come to accept that she's sort of part of that group or do you just not care? Or Do you not look at that?
1: <laughs> I think it's fantastic because, you know, there's definitely a need for, um, an Asian princess in the Disney world. Um, and the fact that they wanted to accept her in there is, uh, you know, it's, it's just a, a real tribute to how popular she became and, um what she means to, um, the Disney family. I, I, think that in a way, because she was, um, sort of given the honor from the emperor himself and, uh, and, and in a way was sort of knighted, um, or in this case, princified, <laughs> princessified. Uh, so in that sense, I feel like it, you know, it's justifiable that, uh, she became a princess.
2: So you've continued to voice the character in video games, and most recently, an episode of Sophia the First. Is that continuity important to you?
1: I uh, I think it's just fun. I mean, I I'm such a huge fan of Mulan myself, mm-hmm. and uh, I you know whenever they they do call upon me and, and request that uh, I, I participate in something, I just I just feel it is sort of part of my legacy and my duty to continue it, you know, I, because I just love her so much. And, uh, it's always fun to, uh, hear, uh, people of all ages, uh, coming up to me and, and, you know, and enjoying that aspect of my work. So I, you know, I, I think it's, it's kind of a two-way street there. Yes, I do. I do feel a sense of obligation to maintain her voice for myself.
0: Um, we had Tony Bancroft on the show, an earlier show, and we talked a lot ah, about. I
3: love Tony. He's uh-huh. a, just
0: a great guy, and we we talked so we talked a lot about about Mulan, but one thing that he said was that um, when they were when they were first starting out and they were casting you were their one and only choice to play Mulan. Like they it, they said it was you and then there was nobody else on that list. Wow. And he said, uh, he said he was, you know, as an aside, he said he was happy that you didn't know that during negotiations though.
3: <laughs> damn.
0: <laughs> you had a lot more leverage than you thought.
3: <laughs> but Oh, damn.
1: <laughs> um... um. Oh, that—that's why I don't work with those agents anymore. I'm
3: just kidding. <laughs> they left you out in the cold on that one, didn't they? <laughs>
0: but you—and um, I know that you were not the singing voice, and I know that they let no. you know that fairly early in the process. But I'm just wondering if they still made you sing as part of your audition.
1: Wow, it goes back so long. I think they did. Yeah. And uh, um, you know, so. I don't know why they chose Leia Salonga instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after they heard me sing, I think that should have been enough. They they you know, they should have just uh not have to look anywhere else for that either.
0: <laughs> we need to have the director's cut with you singing the songs. <laughs>
1: I think I I would have sang a rock and roll version of uh, Reflection
3: then. Awesome. (laughs) Instead,
1: yeah. (laughs)
3: Are are you? Yeah, no,
1: I have have a nice singing voice, but it's not a legit voice, and uh, I think it would take many, many years for me to get there. And I'm just uh, that's not one of my goals right now. So, (laughs) but maybe one day. Maybe Maybe one day day Broadway will call again. Yeah. (laughs) Mulan, the musical on Broadway. Oh, I would love it.
0: That would be fantastic.
1: <laughs> and Leia would still get the job. I'm no, sure. no, you have
0: better agents now. Right? But,
1: but, but then, whenever she speaks, it'll just be my voice. So <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I still have to just mouth, mouth the words. It would
0: be your voice coming in over the PA. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um speaking of, you know, other versions of of Mulan, have you been following the development of the uh, live action version that Disney announced?
1: I am so confused by all the Twitterverse com- comments about it, you know. I mean, everything from like it seems like Scarlett Johansson is get- getting every Asian part out there. I-, I don't understand that rumor at all.
3: I haven't it makes even heard no that sense rumor to
1: me. Uh, yeah, uh, she, she, it's just it's just so crazy. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything from my agents about it. It's still a ways away, um, as as far as they know. And uh, all I know is that you know I, I certainly do hope to uh, participate in one way or another. You know, in a, in a part in it. Yeah. Um, that I think that would be really fun for the fans and certainly fun for me. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens down the line.
0: Sure. Do you have any um, favorites for who should play the role? I
1: mm, think your daughter could take no, it No, because, because you, know what, you know why? Because I don't know what the script form is. I don't know uh, what age they want her at. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's kind of hard for me to make a call on it until I do know You yeah. know um, what the script and, and where they want Mulan. I mean, Mulan can be anywhere from, you know, 16 to 28. I don't know. So it's, right. it's interesting.
0: You think your daughter could take it on, keep it all in the family?
1: Would that not be amazing? You know, be she, she voices Princess June in yeah. Sofia the First, and I think that would be remarkable. Yeah. I would flip out, yeah, for sure.
0: She would have to yeah. be on the short list, no doubt.
1: <laughs> Don't use that. She, she, she's a little bit not conscious of her
3: height. Oh. No. <laughs> no other
0: hidden meaning intended, I
2: swear. <laughs> So, um, coming, uh, moving on to, um, your more recent work, you've been on several sci-fi shows, including Stargate Universe, Eureka, and now Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is, is this a genre that you enjoyed before getting the roles?
1: Yeah, I was a complete geek girl, you know, growing up. Um, I've always loved science fiction and, you know, was president of my science fiction club in high school. So uh, you know that that's true creds for me as a nerd and a geek. And uh, I, you know you used to play Dungeons and Dragons and um, total video arcade girl. Um, in fact, my uh, my friend has one of those awesome video game machines that has like you know 50 of the original video games in one machine. Oh right. And uh, and he had it in his house, so um, I I played Galaga because Galaga was one of my favorites also, and completely you know got the high score, blew blew it out of the water. Nice. I was like, wow, it's like riding a bike. There's some things that you just <laughs> don't ever forget. And uh, my my buddy was like, the one who owns the machine. He's like, okay, I'm gonna call you when I beat beat that score. <laughs> he hasn't called. He hasn't called me yet. It's <laughs> been like two months. <laughs> You'll
0: never hear from him again. He's just too embarrassed.
3: <laughs> so did you...
1: But, you know, yeah, so I I, I am so happy and thrilled beyond belief that um, I'm kind of playing in this incredible sandbox that, you know, Marvel has created. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You, you meant, going back to your answer there, you mentioned D&D. Did you really play? Yeah, yeah. What was your character?
1: Well, I always loved being the thief. I don't know why. It yeah. was. It was just like you know I like the stealthiness of it all so and I was a clip I mean yeah you
0: know, I was a <laughs> <laughs> It's all making sense now <laughs> so but what is it about the types of characters that you've played I mean you 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 know you're steeped in in you know the geeky genre the sci-fi shows you know as a fan but what is it about the characters in, that you get to play on the shows that really appeals to you
1: uh they're all so I think they're they're so embedded in the humanity of um but in a fantastical way, mm-hmm. the characters are are um and they're heroic and they're they're um also wounded and uh it's just I don't know it, it, you know for me, it's about always going through a journey and discovering who you are and um, and this genre just lends itself. To all that, because the people who write the material and who create the characters are always people who have had to struggle in life, maybe, or you know, who has just such a vivid, incredible imagination. And uh, and, and as much as I love doing, you know, shows like ER, where it's so grounded in reality, mm. um, playing these parts where you know I get to pretend to fly a plane, and we what, have. What do you mean pretend? Sense. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, no. When I do fly the plane, okay, okay, good. <laughs> you know, and I'm jumping out of uh, helicopters and buildings and uh, and you know, riding on top of trains. Um, it's <laughs> uh, it's just you know, it's like just you get to be a kid yeah. every day when you go to work, even though it's really hard work. But it's it's just. It's so fun. I I'm, I was just reading the current script today, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, there's so much fun stuff to do in this episode. We're going to be so tired. It's like right before Christmas, I'm like, oh, we're all going to be so tired.
2: <laughs>
0: you're, you're killing me here. Yeah. You're killing me. <laughs>
2: We just, we, I, me, my wife and I just finished the most recent episode, so now I'm sitting here going, "What's gonna happen?"
1: <laughs> oh, you guys wait, man! That mid-season finale is gonna just—it's crazy.
3: Uh, it's I so crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The writers are just—I don't know how they come up with this stuff. It's—it's it's amazing. But yeah, so you know, Eureka, same thing. You know, um, yeah. And and the fun part is like I get to stay in touch with a lot of these people who. Um, create these shows, you know Stargate Universe and Eureka go. just um because uh, you just make a connection with them, you know it's, it's right. uh, really you know we're all we're all nerds and geeks at heart,
0: so. so so many of those shows look like and I know it's you know it's we're watching a scripted you know a scripted family in quotes, but it it seems like even off stage a lot of these shows people, the actors, would make a pretty cool group of friends. And it's nice to know that some shows actually are like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, we hang out. We hang out a lot. And, you know, we go to each other's parties. And, <laughs> um, and you know, what, the one thing that I love so much about doing television work is that you, you do create an incredible family. And you spend more time with these people sometimes than your own family. And it's wonderful to, you know, see people getting married or having kids or, you know, celebrating their birthdays or their special, um, you know, other successes in their careers. Uh, th- that to me is, is what you don't usually get when you're working on films. You know, mm-hmm. films, a lot of times you're on a set for a week. Maybe you're on a set for three months if, uh, if you have one of the lead roles. But um, it's very sporadic and, and there's always an end. And in television, it's like it's all middle, you know. We started and you you hope there there is no end. Exactly. (laughs) So yes.
2: So I'm sure you've answered this question a hundred million times and we generally like to stay away from those type of questions, but how much experience with martial arts and fighting did you have before Agents of Shield? Uh, Oh
1: my gosh, I'm like, you know, a triple black belt. (laughs)
3: What are you talking about? (laughs)
2: I missed that in the research. Oh.
0: <laughs> it's a lot of belts you got to put on for that, though.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, black totally. Black.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've had training in Kung Fu and Taekwondo and, um, and uh, you know, uh, recently with my uh, stunt trainers, um, they, their method is the Wushu method. Um but I, because I started off with kung fu, we don't have belts like taekwondo or uh, karate, and um, it's uh, so it's a little bit different. You know, it's more, um, it's it's more a self discipline and and you know growing at your own pace. But um, I I haven't fully been engaged in any martial arts like completely focused on a goal to, to get like, like about right. black belt or something. But, uh, I, I, do know moves. And the one thing that I am extremely proud of is learning the skill of being a stunt woman yeah. and learning how to fight, um, stunt fighting that, that I am really, really grateful for, for this job because that's, that's an incredible skill. And I've had some of the most amazing teachers, you know, in our stunt team, that's an art form in itself.
0: It certainly is. Is that something like when you took the role? Was that ever up for, you know, negotiations that you might not do your own stunts?
1: It's weird. They kind of assumed that I knew how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> they really did. That never came up. That never really? came up as an issue. No. Um. <laughs> it's funny that you asked that. Uh, <laughs>
0: They just assumed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they just assumed, you know. I mean, oh, she's Mulan. She's Chung li Yeah, Yeah. sure. She must know some moves. (laughs) She's got to be good. So, yeah, then, you know, and and I took it upon myself where um, it was a necessity, you know. So, I mean, they definitely brought us in to have some training with the stunt people so that they had an idea about how well we moved and how well we took up choreography. And because I've had dance training and you know, I do yoga a lot and stuff, it's, uh, that that all helps.
0: Yeah, um, We put out a call to some fans and some listeners to see if they had any questions. And Victor Aragon, since we're talking about um, fighting and stunts, wants to know how much time, generally speaking, goes into preparing for each major fight scene on S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: Uh, It could be anywhere from half a day to, you know, uh, um, a few days to 10 minutes. (laughs) Really? (laughs) (laughs) There might be times where because, you know, like I'm working constantly, so there's no time to fit in a a fight stunt. But it's a a simple enough one where it's like maybe three moves, you know. So they they are so confident at this point where they're they're just like oh don't worry it's really easy you you'll get it yeah. we'll just you'll do have it on the day and it's like um, okay sure <laughs> because you're just <laughs> naturally just, throwing
0: punches every day of the week anyway
1: <laughs> yeah exactly you know in between um, you know cleaning and yeah. and answering emails yeah. <laughs> and that's, talking to that's, schmoes that's, like us. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, it, d- depending on you, you've worked on a lot of different shows and I know depending on the show and the climate and the type of show it is, I know that it's not uncommon sometimes for actors to work with the writers to to sort of develop their character and make suggestions you know, I think she should do this or I think she should do that but on a show like S.H.I.E.L.D. where everything is so connected to so much else is that even possible?
1: Um, the only thing that we contribute is maybe Hey, do you think I could put an okay in front of that line? <laughs>
0: so you're not developing May's backstory here. Is that what you're telling
3: us?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's an important contribution right
3: Absolutely. There.
1: Yeah, you know, because, yeah, it could be a moment.
3: It could be a May Just to
1: say, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, we really, and, and, and in a way, it's sort of a relief. Um, for me as an actor, you know because there's there's absolute trust that they're taking care of the characters and and it's kind of nice to really not have um, that you know I, I don't know because from for us we how can we it's, it is very different from other shows, but they take so they're they're so observant of us because a lot of the writers when they produce when when it's their episode they're on the set
3: mm-hmm. with
1: us the entire you know week of the shoot, and so they really pick up on nuances and little inside jokes and things that um, about us that they'll sort of incorporate into the characters, and for me that's that's really fun to see, you know, um, it transpires things like that. But um, but otherwise, yeah, we really just stay out of it.
2: So, do you ever find it hard to keep a straight fa- to keep such a straight face when you're filming Shield? Your character May seems to be so much opposite of your natural personality. You know, your stone face sitting there in the cockpit of the plane. Do you ever just break out yeah. laughing? Uh, yeah, a
1: little too much sometimes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be mad at you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm always telling this story because it, it's just such a good story. But yeah, it's gotten to the point where, you know, even because sometimes I like to try to add a little bit more warmth to her or a little bit more lightness to her. And uh, I always get, no, okay, Ming, that, that was a good take. Um, So why don't we try one where it's like, <laughs> more May, less Ming. <laughs> no, just, just less Ming. May. More Mei. May. Right, I got it. <laughs> But, you know, at first I was very concerned, too. I'm like, okay, this woman is not showing any emotions. But uh, it's it's been fantastic because, you know, when I meet fans and, and they're so connected with her and they, they're they so, uh, you know, inspired or see her as a role model, and I, I just think that's incredible, you know, because they know that she is feeling all her feelings and she's just... Uh, you know, too too strong to to reveal them. So that's kind
0: of nice. Do you think that we're gonna continue to see Shield tie into major events? I mean, I, we're not asking for spoilers. We don't do a spoiler show. But I mean, are we gonna like like you did with Winter Soldier and Age of Ultron? Is 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 Agents of Shield still gonna be sort of that middle road that sort of connects that connective tissue, I guess, for back, lack of a better term?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I really hope so. You know, because I know Jeff Loeb, um, one of our guys who. I think you know who Jeff Loeb is. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I think everybody okay. knows. Who Jeff Loeb
1: is. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he is the tr- true connective tissue to all the different shows, and um, I, I certainly hope so. I think it's, uh, you know, we were certainly the first television show for Marvel, and now they've spawned off all these other ones that, uh, you know, are doing well. I, I yeah. believe. So I'm, I'm very, you know, uh, hopeful that maybe there will be some interaction with the other characters, like. Uh, even, even with agent Carter, it would be so fun to like have, you know, an inhuman who can travel through time. Why not?
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it would be amazing.
0: Well, you brought up the Inhumans, um, and I know we're several years out from the movie, uh, and I'm not going to ask you for any spoilers because you may not even know any, but... Um,
3: I, I
1: don't.
0: <laughs> since, but since the Inhumans are such But a, I do fly an airplane. I just, there you go. You do. Yeah. <laughs> and you usually carry Inhumans with you. So, um, <laughs> But since they're such an integral part of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. now, if the film, the Inhumans film were up to you, where would you like to see it go?
1: Um... Oh gosh, where would you like to see it go?
0: I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see a little bit of crossover. I'd like to see Daisy there. I'd like to see. Um, I'd like to see a lot of the new characters that you know haven't had a. We haven't seen a place for, or haven't had a place for. But
1: right. I mean, obviously, right.
0: movies are going to go bigger. But I would like to see it connected to Shield in a big way. I think.
1: It would be. I think it would be amazing um, because now that so many Inhumans are established, I. You know, I I would I would love that. I would love to be in one of the um, cinematic movies um, for Marvel, just yeah. so that my son will stop asking me when I'm going to be in one. <laughs> but it's only
0: a matter <laughs> of time, right? There's so many of them coming.
1: It would be so nice just to make like a cameo. <laughs> just so, so my son, so my son, you know, just stops asking me. I'm like, honey, I don't know.
0: Civil War? Could it be Civil War? Could we yeah. see? Could we see May in Civil War?
1: Oh, <laughs> um, I
3: don't
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> so you've brought a lot of strong characters to life throughout your career. And I know this might be like asking you to pick, you know, one baby over the other, but is there one that you can look at the most and say, She's a great role model? She's my favorite one. Oh
1: gosh. Um uh, the hard one. Um I mean I I think for me Melinda May is truly the culmination of so many characters I've played and because she is so different from who I am I think it's it's been the most challenging and and exciting to um keep exploring and just the reaction that I'm getting from not just women and young girls, but from men too. Mm-hmm. So I, I would have to say, yeah, Agent May, yeah. and then you know, Mulan for sure is uh, number
3: two. It,
0: and, it, yeah. um, and then another one. It's this kind of ties into another one of our fan questions. We got you know, Patty Holiday wanted to know whether th- this type of this type of role that you've kind of become known for. You know, these strong you know, butt kicking women, um, do those roles come to you because, you know, that's, that is, is it sort of like a typecast thing? That's who you, that's who you're known to play or is it that those are the roles that you've been seeking out? Um,
1: hmm, that's a good question. I, I think they, they, they come to me with these parts, which is interesting because, you know, when I first ventured into, um, uh, Hollywood my first big film that was sort of like my green card into Hollywood was Joy Luck Club mm-hmm. and, you know and love that movie right like, oh, thank you thank you but you know it's uh she was such a wallflower in a way and and uh, one of the meekest characters you know mm-hmm. who eventually kind of came into her understanding of her relationship with her her mother but um you know it's it's funny to to have gone from that to Melinda May. (laughs) Right. It's a big difference. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to, you know, play um, any part, really, that has an interesting background to it. But uh, strong female role models are definitely not a shabby thing to have under... Yeah, on your
0: resume. Yeah, if you have to be typecast as something, that's I that I don't think that's necessarily a negative thing.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I I'm I'm thankful for it. Um a couple more questions and then we'll let you go cuz I know we're running up against your time. Um but and you are a, you're a big fan of the Disney parks, correct?
1: The Disney parks? Yeah. Who it?
0: Exactly. All right. So <laughs>
1: Comple- it's like saying, Do you like ice
3: cream? Yeah, <laughs> just like
0: do you like happiness? Do you like to be happy? <laughs> so Do you curious. like good yeah. Do
3: you
0: like <laughs> Is there is there um one attraction that whenever you're there you absolutely have to do?
1: Oh well I was just recently there. I was just there uh Saturday to help celebrate um my daughter's birthday. And uh oh my gosh, the the Star Tours. Yes. Yeah
0: that that became my favorite yeah my my quickly um my daughter who's six now she went
1: because
0: c3po is in the room with you he is in the room with you um and it's it's phenomenal i mean i remember the old version and when i was a kid the original version blew my mind um Mm -hmm. and i when we took my daughter to disney world in florida for the first time she was five and um, she came off of Star Tours, and she just announced the. You know, it, you enter, you exit the shop. You know, after the ride, and she just yeah. she screamed at the top of her lungs. She announced the entire shop that she, she said that was awesome. And we 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 had to ride it seven. That's all we did the rest of the day. She wrote it seven times back to back.
1: She has really good taste, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I wasn't gonna argue with her. I know, I... and
1: you know what? She's gonna remember that ride uh-huh. for the rest of her life as mm-hmm. as you know, I went through space. Yep, I travel because it feels. Like that. It's amazing. i it really so, I'm so impressed with her. She's strong. She's five <laughs> years old, but she wasn't scared, you
0: know? No, of, she, uh, she loved it. And, you know, once I told her, once she figured out that it could be different every time with the new one, that's, you know, she had to keep going until we saw everything. Yeah, oh, gosh.
1: I know. I can't wait for the Star Wars park to open up. Oh, I know. that is. That's mm-hmm. going to be insane. Um, but, um, yeah, that's so incredible. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> have you, have you I, taken a picture with Mulan, the character in the park?
1: Oh yeah. Is yeah, it
0: weird? Yeah, Is man. it weird just to be like I've, I've you're? Been, me. I've been
1: in a parade. I've been in a parade in San Francisco with Mulan. <laughs> and it's so funny because they stay in character.
3: Yeah, right.
1: It's really scary <laughs> <laughs> because I'm literally. It's just me and her and the driver in the car, and I would be like, "So are you cold?" yeah because it was kind of like a little drizzly rainy and you know it was like Thanksgiving parade it was cold in San Francisco and she's like no i am a warrior woman i can handle this i'm trained and i'm just looking at her like oh you're serious right
3: oh my god
1: it was amazing yeah it was so amazing so I, would, I just started talking to her and seeing what mulan would respond with did you ever Do you get like to break hamburgers? character you know. <laughs> <laughs> do you like him?
0: <laughs> Did you get her to break character?
1: No, she never broke character. Oh, that,
0: thats impressive. I said, like,
1: you know, wait, wait, it's just you and me in the car. It's okay. I I work for Disney too. It's okay. she's like,
0: oh. She, what what is Disney you speak of? I do not know.
3: What is Disney? But yeah. <laughs> that's it impressive. Amazing. Yeah, it's a little bit scary. Yeah. But it's impressive. Yeah, is it, was. A it was. It was very impressive. <laughs> all right uh this Aww. is this has been
0: phenomenal ming thank you so much for taking time i know we've run up against your time but thank you so much this has been just no, an absolute it's great pleasure.
1: talking to you guys thank Absolutely. you
2: okay that's it for this week on the great big beautiful podcast and what a fantastic interview what a fun time it was with her and i thought her when she laughs, it's just like contagious. <laughs> you it know what I mean? Really you wanna
0: <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say any, any interview that is dominated by laughter is a okay with me. And this one was just, it was just like I said at the top, it was just so much fun, so right. much fun. And, and I think it's
2: fun to listen to too. Right. Exactly. And I didn't edit out any of like, she laughs a lot. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't edit it out though. Cause I really wanted people to see uh, what she's really like. And it was really cool.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I guarantee you if, if your only um, exposure to her is through her character on Agents mm-hmm. of Shield, I think this was a little bit eye-opening. So, like, right. like Dustin, like you said, it's the character and her actual personality are 180 degree opposites.
2: Right. Um, so I'm getting excited for uh, the next. with it next week already? It's next week. Next week, yeah. Thursday Can you believe night. that? I can't believe it. <laughs> <I'm> just- <laughs> I don't even know what time. What time are you going to get there? What, well, I'm doing I'm
0: doing the marathon.
2: Oh, right, right. Okay.
0: I'm doing the marathon, which starts at 1 o'clock in the morning on yep. Thursday and then goes through to a 7 p.m. premiere of Force Awakens. Wow. So it's all seven movies.
2: I was going to say, if there's any doubt what we're talking about, we're talking about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Um I, I somebody gave me a good a good idea. I was talking to somebody else who's also doing the marathon, mm-hmm. starts at the same time, and he said, "I don't even know how to prepare for a marathon that begins at one o'clock in the morning." He's like, right. "Cause I, I I can't take naps, and I'm just not really sure how I'm supposed to sleep." And I said, "Well, you know, you could always just sleep through the prequels. There you go. Because you know you're not going to be missing much." But then yeah. somebody else had a had a. um had a really good idea. What you could do is you could load up, you know, riff tracks. Yeah, it's the guys who used to do um, yep. Mr. Science Theater. Th- you could load up the riff tracks um, for the tr- prequels onto <laughs> your phone, <laughs> and then just put in headphones. And then during it. the prequels, instead of just watching the movie, watch it with the commentary track from the riff tracks guys, and okay. that would make the night fly by. I'm That'd thinking I might do that. That actually be funny. It might be. I like. I've only seen, I haven't seen episodes two and three in years, right. but I I do not doubt that they've gotten any better. Right. So this might make it, like, a lot more enjoyable. That
2: would be. Or or they could load up all of the Great Big Beautiful podcasts.
0: Well, you could do that. Listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that, but that would distract you. Uh, our awesomeness would distract you from the movies, whereas the riff tracks would keep you at least somewhat right. engaged in the movies.
2: Right. And... Tomorrow, I actually I have a buddy. This is this has to do with Star Star Wars, um, and he recreated a BB-8 to be life size and it's remote control. I don't know if you if you saw the article I posted. I can repost it on our face. I saw page.
0: some video and some pictures you put up. Yeah, and
2: he did that. And here in town, they built it, and That's I I'm m- my mind's blown. Cause it talks and it moves. It's just like the real one. And so you went to see it. I'm going to see it tomorrow. Oh okay. So I will be vlogging that, and I, I will probably I don't like to <laughs> cross promote my vlog on our on our Facebook channel, but for this time when I do this BB- BB8 thing, I'll probably post it so everybody can see it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think a lot of people want to see that. And he's a, actually his name's Corey, and he's a mega Star Wars fan. He actually runs a company called Fan Raps. And they're the ones that have the license to put uh, Star Wars characters on your vehicle, like a oh cool, almost like a rat. He went down to Lucasfilm to sign the deal, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> very cool,
0: very yeah, cool. So, yeah, definitely take a lot of pictures, take video, and you know feel free to pimp it away. That's there awesome. you go.
2: <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for joining us this week. We are at the GBB podcast on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Justin at 140 Justin C.
0: Also and I'm player. Jamie at the Roarbots. You can also give this give us a call here at the show, 301-825-5653.
2: Thanks, guys, for coming by and stay tuned for in a few weeks. We're gonna have some more cool guests come on, including the one and only. And I don't I wanna give it a I wanna give a hint, including someone that has gone nowhere where no man has gone. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, I like what you did there. So we're gonna have that on the show, him on the show. <laughs> <letting up. laughs> That, that, that man. Well, guys, this weird. podcast Red is alert! a production of the Geek Dad Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this content, please consider supporting us at patreon.com
1: slash